Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rimble, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call. 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Subject, the fear of God. Am I getting anywhere? Amen. Amen. Let's go further. Joshua. Joshua. Him and Caleb. Huh? Oh, we can't take that land. Moses, we can't not take the land. There's giants over there in that land. Joshua and Caleb said, we can take it. Why? Because God said. Okay? Joshua 4, 14. 
I love it. Let me just tell you, I love every minute of what God is. Joshua 4, 14. On that day, the Lord magnified Joshua in the sight of all Israel. So God does that, doesn't he? Now listen. And they feared him as they feared Moses. Uh-oh. Now wait a minute. We have talked about fearing God. Now all of a sudden, we're being told that they were about to fear Moses as or Joshua as they feared Moses. Some of you have heard me say, "Fear God and fear the prophets." You've heard me say that. Well, this afternoon, I I'm believing that you're going to understand that, because you see, Moses, not the congregation, not the people, Moses was who God came to and said, Thus saith the Lord God, okay? Now, Joshua now is taking over the helm, all right? And as simply as it was said, and they feared him, meaning Joshua, as they feared Moses all the days of his life. So it wasn't just as for a matter of time until the people decided that Joshua wasn't quite doing his job, Joshua wasn't as anointed. No, Joshua lost the anointing. I have been accused of losing the anointing. I've had people come and say, well, you've lost the anointing. I said, what do you think it went? Huh? Where do you think the anointing went? Well, you, you know, I come, in the, I come in the healing line and death of nothing. And because you didn't receive... I've lost the anointing. Now, let's see. When this anointing of God comes upon me, as will happen tonight, and I lay my hands on you, the anointing runs somewhere from in here, down the tips of my fingers, and into whatever I have my hands on. Now, that's what happened to you, and yet you said, I lost it. Well, I'm going to have to try to figure out how I lost it when I walked to the next person next to you, and this is a true story. And I laid my hands upon that person, and they received a miracle. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you that you must have lost it. Because every time I've come up here in the last two, three years, whatever it was, and got into that healing line, oh, I felt the anointing. God heals me many times. I said, so now, because I've lost the anointing, you're just going to want leave? Well, I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't. I said, did you ever stop to realize that maybe, just maybe, you quit growing in the Word. You quit fearing God, fearing the prophet. And now God is saying, it's time for you. It's time for your faith to rise up. See, you, you can hang on to these tassels for so long. But there's going to come a time when, bless God, you're going to get up in this healing line. And I'm going to look at you like I've looked at thousands in the past said, you've been coming up here far too long. Now, you take your hiney, go back there and sit down and work out your own healing with fear and trembling. Well, that's not nice. No, that's, that's love. Because, folks, somewhere along the line in this thing, you've got to learn to work the works of God for yourself. Now, when you went through school, and hopefully you didn't have to redo too many grades, all right? But normally here, we go 12 years, receive a diploma out of high school, go on to college for four years or more, okay? This is no different. This is an educational association or society in itself, the church is. And what we expect is what? We expect for you to learn what you're being taught to apply it to your lives 
if you're fortunate enough to get under a real prophet of God, to be taught in these kind of depths, then you will rise far above. But what we don't expect, the prophet doesn't expect, is bless God, every time I have a healing line, look down there, and there is the same that was there the last 12 healing lines. It's time to grow up. It's time to understand something. This isn't a free ride, this thing with God. Yes, the anointing in this prophet will raise the dead. It's done it. Yes, the blind have seen, the lame have walked, and every cancer you can name has, has been dissolved through the name of Yeshua by this anointing. But there comes a time when you can't ride upon the anointing of this prophet forever. Prophets are here to de- demonstrate. Paul said, I didn't come to you to demonstrate flowerly words. I came to you in the demonstration of the power, the power of God's anointing. That's what I do. I demonstrate the power. I've demonstrated the power of God all over the face of this earth. Is there a security? Yes, there's a security being under a prophet, and I know that. But somewhere along the line, the prophet will take your security blanket away from you, okay? And it'll be gone. Some of you are already sitting there going, well, let's see. I think I've been here, what, for three years, and every Saturday night service I've been up in that line. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Now, if you're dying, that's one thing. But you know what's going to end up happening? You know what? The way this starts, I said, did you pray and fast over this yourself? And you know what the answer is every time? No. Now, if you're sick, you're sick. But if you're coming up here because you've got, the, the, you know, the big toe on your left foot still hurts from whatever that was last, that's where me and you are going to have problems. Now, did you understand the difference? If you're sick, you're sick. You need to be here. But if this is some little trifle thing, the, 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 the left big toe on, you know, don't, 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 don't. Just try to believe God for yourself. Try to understand what fasting and praying is all about. Move into that place with God. <laughs> but let me tell you something. It's easier, isn't it? Isn't that what they said about the prophet? They loved it because he was like a fine-tuned instrument. About two hours before I come here, that anointing starts rising up in me. And when I walk up here, that anointing begins to explode out of me. And as I minister, that's what you're feeling when you're sitting in in your seats if you're open to the anointing. You are feeling the effects of the anointing. And when I'm ready to pray... You found out that, bless God, why why worry about my faith? Go let the prophet lay hands on you. And there isn't anything wrong with that. And I've always told people, and I think I told you, you hold on to that as long as you can. Because there's going to come a day, uh, bless God, when, uh, bless God, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to uh, wean you from that. And wean you from that, I will. And then what? You're going to go around moping around, well, the prophet don't like me. Well, you hear what he said? He was nasty to me. Be careful. Be careful. Is that love? Only you can decide that, I guess. It'll be all right. Get over it. I wouldn't have gone there if somebody didn't need to hear it, all right? Somebody said, I wouldn't get in that line tonight. (laughs) How do I know all this stuff, folks? I've been around the block too many years and too many times. I know. Okay, let's go now to uh, the well. No, wait. I'm still. I'm still doing Joshua. Matt, we just got down here to the place where they, the, the, the people feared Joshua as uh, Moses and all the days of his life. And the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, "Command the priests that bear the ark of the testimony, that they come up out of Jordan." Joshua therefore commanded the priests, saying, Come ye up out of Jordan. And it came to pass, when the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord were come up out of the midst of Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet were lifted up into dry land, 
that the waters of Jordan returned unto their place. Now, of course, before, that's the way it all came down, okay? It all came down that when they stepped, as they stepped on the water, it opened, they walked across. What was that all about? That was all about the Lord God wanting them to understand where he had placed the power of his anointing, all right? Now, it come down, and soles of the feet, the priests were lifted up in the dry land, and the waters of the Jordan returned into their place and flowed over all the banks as they did before. And the people came up out of Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and encamped in Gilgal and the east of the border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, when your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. And the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan before, from before you until ye were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before as until we were gone over that all the people of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that ye might fear the Lord your God forever. Now, how many of us believe if we'd have seen that, or we had been there at the, at the Red Sea and to have seen that spectacular event, that, bless God, that we would have feared and done everything God said forevermore? Most of us would say, Amen. So did they. All right, so did they. But as time goes, we seem to forget. As time goes on, we seem to forget. I have said for years and years and years, I can't be both the devil and, bless God, a, a prophet of God, a major prophet. I can't be that, both. I'm either one or the other, and yet so many people come and, oh, you are the prophet, and bless God, down the line, whether it's six days, six weeks, six months, six years, then I become the devil. No, I can't be both. I can't be both. But you see, I am to you the people as to the way things are going in your life. If things are going real bad in your life, bless God, and you can come and that anointing flow out of me to you and things get better, I'm a hero. Okay? I have watched God, even to this day, to this day, God raised a man from the dead right over there in the aisle, in this room. first one I saw raised was here. Now, I would just think myself, if God would have raised me from the dead, or if it would have been a member of my family from the dead, you couldn't have pried me or run me out of here with a great big baseball bat. But today, those people, or at least the children of those people, think I'm the devil. Now, how did I become the devil after God raised, in this case, their dad from the dead? How does that happen? It happens because people forget. People's retention span isn't very long. That's the reason I adjure you in, in all that I can muster to do so to bring notepads, bring papers, bring pens, take notes. You're not as smart as you think you are, okay? And that's probably the biggest problem we got. Everybody thinks that they're so smart you can just sit there and act like a dummy and look like a dummy and retain everything that goes on in an entire weekend. And I got news for you, you ain't that smart. There isn't anybody that smart, but yet people try to do that. You know what that says to me? All you're here is try to get lucky, or bless God, you're just here to judge me to see if you might want to come back next time. That's all it amounts to. And if you've been here several times and you still don't understand what's going on here, well, then, bless God, you're here for the wrong reasons, and all of which, you know, is going to end up at a dead end, you know, in a dead end, whatever. Now, <clears throat> go to 1 Samuel 12. 1 Samuel 12. Glory be to God. 1 Samuel 12, starting in the 14th verse. So when you get to 1 Samuel, go to 14, 12, 14. 
Here we go. If ye will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandments of the Lord, then shall both ye and also the, the king that reigneth over you continue following the Lord your God. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall the hand of the Lord be against you as it was against your fathers. Now therefore stand and see this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. It is not wheat harvest today. It w I will call unto the Lord, and he shall send thunder and rain, that ye may perceive and see that your wickedness is great, which ye have done in the sight of the Lord in asking you a king. So Samuel called unto the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day, and all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. Uh-oh. Now Samuel got in the mix. So they greatly feared the Lord, but they greatly feared Samuel. Why did they fear Samuel? Because Samuel called upon the Lord, and the Lord produced. Okay? The Lord produced through Samuel. The difference between prophets and major prophets is that right there. The major prophets can call upon the Lord, and the Lord God will produce and bring forth the great signs and wonders, which I, again, have seen all around the world many times. That deserved, evidently then, and it still does now, but if you can't fear God, you'll never fear a prophet. Do you understand that? See, and, and many people get really, 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 really aggravated at me because the fact that I say, God used me to do this, or God used me to do that. They really, really don't get aggravated. They really, really get jealous. Okay? The fact is, folks, whether you like it, or I like it, or they like it, that's the way God does things. See, God is a God of consistency. All right? And so what we saw here, because where, where this old, the setting was, Samuel didn't want there to be a king. Israel, well, we need a king. They got kings, we want a king. Okay? <laughs> Finally, God said to Samuel, give him a king. Give him a king. But at this point, Samuel's trying to convince him they don't need a king, and, and he's saying unto them, you know, this is what's going to happen. The, Lord, the Lord's going to send a thunder and rain. And at the end again, it says, and all, not just a few of the people, all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. Now, what does that bring? It brings a, a, a place with the people to understand, number one, that this prophet Samuel was hearing from the Lord. And evidently, without a, a, any turning, that bless God, that God was using this prophet. Okay? And, and, and you understand, now, now folks, understand something. The thing that I've been trying probably for four years and better now to get you to realize is you have to be, in order for you to think that God's going to tell you that, bless God, there's about to be an earthquake, a, a, a volcano erupt, a, bless God, an oil spill, and a great catastrophe that, bless God, that is going to go outside of the realm of your household. You better be a prophet that God is using. You better have be able to bring great signs and great wonders. And if you can't, you better sit down, you better repent, and you better shut up. And if you haven't studied the thing on prophets and prophecies, you need to do so. Prophets that have great prophecies that, that, that take things of the world, things of the nation. You know, if you're following the things that I have prophesied, guess what? They found 10 KGB people here in the country here a couple weeks ago, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Ties right, right to the prophecy. What's going on now? Well, we're having an awful big thing getting ready to go on with, with, uh, uh, with uh, some militants in this country. We've, how many's heard then over the blog radio? I know I announced that Hezbollah is, has now set up uh, uh, an encampment right across from the state of Arizona in the, in the 
country of Mexico. Folks, it's here. Look around. It's at the doorstep. It's going to happen. There isn't, there isn't anything to hold this thing back. This thing's over. This thing has been over since 1990 or 92, since I began to prophesy. This nation is coming down. God is trying to raise you up to get you, your families, and everyone else that will come and serve the Lord God as Ephraimites to be able to save them. And yet you're sitting around going, well, I don't know. Unless God, you know. Okay, let, let, let's, uh, let's go to, so, so anyway, we, we know now that, uh, bless God, that that, that, that happens, right? That it, it can happen, and it did happen, that they did, bless God, uh, fear the Lord. And they did, bless God, also fear the, the prophet himself. Now, as this thing began to unfold, and, and, and it did, 1 Samuel 12, 24, oh, same, same chapter, 24, it says here, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things he hath done for you. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth. What is truth? Again, it is his word. It's his commandments. Do that. Second Samuel 23, 1 through 3. Now, these be the last words of David. The last words of David. Did you get that? I did it pretty quick. Second Samuel 23, 1 through 3. These are the words of David. The son of Jesse said, And the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of God of Jacob, and the, and the sweet psalmist of Israel said, The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me. He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. Now, I want to tell you something. Ruling over men, not necessarily just Israel. Anytime the President of this United States, he must have two things happen. He must be a just man, and he must be in the fear of the Lord. Okay? We have not had a president that feared God since who knows when, okay? We've had some just men. But see, just men wasn't enough to bring this country out of the doldrums in which we're now in. Even when we were headed that way, and of certainty, they knew. So there is the key, there is the key to a nation that will be blessed and will be successful is that the man that runs it has to be just, and he has to do what? He has to fear God. Go to 2 Kings 4. 2 Kings 4. We're going to do 1 through 7 here. 4. 2 Kings 4, 1. Now there crieth, cried a, a certain woman of, of, of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. Right off the bat, there was a declaration made when that, that, that thy servant, you know that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Question. Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? Question. And she said, Thine handman hath not, uh, hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Now, what, what's Elisha looking for? Elisha is looking for something to use. Then he said, Go, borrow these vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. He said, I go, go through the neighborhood. And he said, Even empty vessels, borrow not a few, meaning borrow as many as you can borrow. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shall pour out unto all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him, shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a, a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. In other words, it quit. That was the end of the miracle. 
Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. A prophet came along. The reason that he spoke, and he spoke the miracle into her life. See, we speak the miracle. The seed, the seed that I planted on the day that I blew the, blew the shofar horn at my home, when the angel came and told me to blow, to plant the, she, the, the seed by yelling at the top of my voice, Ephraim, come home. All right? That the seed has to be planted. The woman knew that. See, today the church doesn't even know the seed has to be planted. She said, Thy servant feareth the Lord. Thou knowest. And, and, and the prophet of God, he just said right off, and he said, well, he said, well, what, what, what have we got to work with here? And come down, she had a pot, okay? So he said, oh, that's, that's, that's easy enough. So oil's worth money in that day. Still is today, a different color, though, I'm sure. And so, anyway, she was made rich. Uh, it, it, the, the oil would still be running today if the boys had kept bringing it through the door, okay? The pots, that is, okay? But, uh, you know, there again, they weren't greedy, and they weren't. 2 Kings 17, 28. Then one of the priests whom they had carried away from Samaria came and dwelt in Bethel and taught them how that they should fear the Lord. Taught them how that they should fear the Lord. Again, it is something that has got to be learned. Somebody has to teach. All right? Second Chronicles, go there. Give you a second. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles 17. Second Chronicles 17:10. And the fear of the Lord fell upon all the kingdoms of the lands that were round about Judah. The fear of the Lord fell upon all the kingdoms, so that they made no war against Jehoshaphat. So God's fear can fall upon enemies. Okay? His fear, the awesomeness of God, that even the enemies wouldn't come against Judah. Can that happen today? Absolutely it can. Will it happen in the future of this prophet and, and the Ephraimites? Yes, it will. God is about to show himself strong. God is not going to give up. The only thing that's going to beat us is you and I. The only thing that's going to hold back you walking on the dry land is going to be you because of your sin and the lack of the fear of God in your life. Is it worth working on? Yes. Shake your head. If you, you know, I, I know to say yes, you've got to use your vocal cords and some... Uh, let me try one more. Is it worth working on? Not everybody's asleep. These 2 o'clock services, I know, okay? I, I'm, I'm with you. I understand that, okay? Second Chronicles 19, 5 through 7. Second Chronicles 19, 5 through 7. And he set judges in the land throughout all the fenced cities of Judah, city by city, and said to the judges, Take heed what ye do, for ye judge not for man, but for the Lord. In other words, don't be, don't be looking at this and decide. You just do by what you know the Word says to do, okay? Uh, who is with you in, in the judgment. Wherefore now let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take heed and do it. For there is no iniquity with the Lord your God, nor respect of persons, nor taking of gifts. In other words, hey, yeah, you know, come on. You're going to do what's right according to what? The law. You're going to judge according to the law. Wouldn't things be better today if, if this land was judged according to the Lord of God in, in godly fear? No, would you know, wouldn't know this land. See, that that's the reason that I know that we are developing what will be the greatest nation that's ever been on the face of this earth. When we go back to the land of Israel, and we will go back, 
then, bless God, we will already know how. We will know how, bless God, to raise all this up. We're practicing. We're preparing. We're trying to teach you even now as you listen. That day is upon us. Now, uh, I, I, I do realize, that, bless God, that there's, there's people teaching this message. I don't, I'm not going to say that maybe there's people who wasn't teaching it before I started. I don't know. But I know one thing. An angel of God appeared to me, appeared to me as he's, they appeared to me for years. This angel said unto me, you are to gather up the outcasts of Israel, the ten lost tribes, the house of Ephraim, and you are to gather them up in North America, then around the world, which come later, and you are to prepare them and you are to teach them, and then on that day... When one of those angels comes before me and will announce, it's time to take the people home. Now, how many leaders, and this is important because you're going to have to answer this question to yourself. How many people did God speak to to bring the people out of Egypt? One. Now, I'm hearing reports of people hearing God tell them that they are to take people to Israel, okay? Most of which I think is the the Messianic movement, which is fine. Now, anything with two heads is a freak. There aren't any two-headed anything. God doesn't create two-headed things. Now, I know there's been some things that showed up and said, well, they think got two-headed. But within God's creation, it's single, Okay? You have one head. Thank God you do. All right? Now, if God's plan has always been that he's had one leader at one time, and that's all he ever had in this book, then, brothers and sisters, somebody here is wrong. Somebody's wrong here. I mean, I'm either wrong or they're wrong, and there's a number of there. We all can't be right. Now, You're here because evidently, or at least most of you know, that I am the Moses and the Elijah for the day, this day and this hour. And I am. Anybody that, bless God, is listening to another voice and ends up over in the land of Israel probably is going to die with the rest of most of them. Why? Because this thing isn't something that old. I got Jesus, and Jesus is going to take care of me. No, no, Jesus isn't going to do nothing for you if you get outside the will of God. And anybody that is so arrogant to believe that they know the exact will of God in the most major thing that's ever taken place on this earth since Christ himself has come to this earth, you better be real sure. Why? Because this is the greatest exodus that the world is ever going to see. This, see, this doesn't have anything to do with two or three people. I've had people write to me now, now, Prophet, we're here in Israel now, and we will be here to assist you when you get here. No, they'll probably be dead. Read the book, brothers and sisters. Most of Judah is about to die. The only thing that's going to keep our land our land Look at yourselves in the mirror. It's you and I. If Ephraim doesn't go back, God's Word becomes a lie. Do you understand why we're going to the depths we're going? Do you understand why I've got to get you prepared where you understand that you don't ever whim of the way, well, I think I'll run over here for a while and feed off of this. Oh, this is Lord loves Come on. It's time to grow up. Your diapers are showing, and you don't even know it. It's like I said. Folks, I, I, I've traveled. I, all these people that are so religious and so spiritually endowed with the Word of God, I've only found babes. I've not found people with the strong meat. I find... Babes still on bottles. 
How could we all have believed the lie? Yeshua said, let no man deceive you. 24th chapter, book of Matthew. Let no man deceive you. And what we did is we let many men deceive us. And now we're in a bind. But like I said, you, and thank God you are, you have come to the place where, bless God, you are beginning to realize something is wrong, okay? And, and bless God, that you want to do something, bless God, different than what you've been doing. Like I said, try it for a year. See what goes on. See if it works. And we go on from there. Amen. Okay, now did we do Second uh, Chronicles 19? Yes? Yes, thank you. Then Second Chronicles, well, let's do the ninth verse. He says, in 19.9, And he charged them, saying, Thus shall you do in the fear of the Lord faithfully and with a perfect heart. He said, you're going to do this in the fear of the Lord faithfully. What does faithfully mean? Not turning away from it every day. Not having this thing that, well, bless God, you know, I can get part of this part of this plan from over here, and sister such and such has got part of the plan over there, and brother such and such over there has got part. Faithfully. Okay? And again, you know, I I just stand for years, not just here in the last four, for years and years and years, absolutely amazed and dazzled at the fact how people cannot settle down and settle in and, bless God, learn to be faithful, consistent, okay? People can't do that. What people want, and what people want is, bless God, is what they want. Whatever easiest path of resistance that they have to take. Most people won't stay around me because I'm too hard-nosed. No loving him. Oh, yes, there is. I love you enough that I'm taking hours and hours of time to teach you the truth knowing that most of you, bless God, especially you think you're bad. What about the ones out there in this, out here in this church world? They're, they're, they, they, they can't be taught. They know everything. When you know everything, you can't be taught nothing, can you? No. And so, and so the, there goes the battle. If you know everything, you're unteachable. I can't teach you anything. Then I really don't have anything to say, so why would you come? Why would you be here? To love me? No, to hate me, because you're going to judge me. Boy, I hope you learned something through that. If you didn't learn anything else, you got to love one another. Amen? Go to Nehemiah. Nehemiah. My goodness gracious. Nehemiah. 5.15. Nehemiah 5.15. But the former governors that had been before me were chargeable unto the people, and had taken of them bread and wine, beside forty shekels of silver, yea, even their servants bear rule over the people. But so did I not because of the fear of the Lord. So what is it that, 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 that blessed God that kept him clean? Fear of the Lord. If you, if you knew, again, if you knew that, bless God, the things that you're doing today, that you know that's not of God's word, if you knew that lightning was going to strike you and kill you, okay, you most likely should and probably would repent, okay? But let's say you don't. But let's say that that person sitting next to you, he's standing there, and you're standing over there. He needs to repent too. And so then, bless God, you don't get around to it because you think, well, you, well, you know, I'm special in the eyes of the Lord, and he loves you, but uh, he loves me a little bit more. Let's face it. Come on, let's face it. Folks, that's the way most of us look at this thing. Me and the Lord is just best buddies, and I mean, well, now, he may strike you, but he would never strike me. No, forget it. So you're standing over here watching this thing, and, and, there, and sure enough, smack, and this old boy just, woo, all there is is his clothes are over here smoldering and the smoke coming up. What does that do to you? Well, the Bible says great fear fell upon the people. 
great fear would come upon you. And again, nine times out of ten, what would happen? You would get real faithful. You would become very diligent in what you had seen. Now listen, for the rest of your life. I have asked the Lord through the years how it is that he is going to accomplish this in the hearts of this generation when the time came. I've been more than interested because in North America, as I have said, you are the most stiff-necked people on the face of this earth. You cheat, you lie, you judge, and you destroy one another. And then go around so discord and become false witnesses. Okay? I said, God, I, you know, how, how are you going to uh, rattle the cage of these people? Now, folks, this literally has gone on years and years and years. Before I made any kind of an announcement and told anybody that I, this was going to be on the fear of the Lord, the angel of the Lord visited me, and he said, I have come to answer the question. And I said, uh, Lord, what, what, what question? That He said, the one you have asked over the last 23 years, I think he said. I said, I'm sorry, I don't know. So he went back through it with me. I said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I said, you've come to answer the question? Boy, I hope you're not asleep right now. He said, yes, I have come to deliver the answer to the question. It's in their hearts. Nobody's going to have to die for great fear to come on you. The thing that I have preached through the years of those lonely hours when only you and the Lord God are communing. No one else is around. That you have had to become honest about whether or not this whole church thing is working. And you found it wanting. And your hearts know because it was placed from your ancestry. Now listen to me. Our forefathers that once slipped in the land of Israel itself. That was there. The fear of God was placed in their hearts. We're reading about it. And in turn, spiritually, the angel said spiritually, that was passed from generation to generation. That's the reason the remnant cannot choose themselves. That's the reason that the remnant has been marked by God and came forth at that hour when that chauffeur was blowing and I screamed, Ephraim, come home. That's when you started to make your journey to Fairfield, Illinois. That's when you started. Did you show up? No. But today you're here from all over North America. You are here. You didn't get a letter in the mail. You fulfilled what happened in here. And he said, it will be their hearts. And their hearts will want to and will, when properly taught by you, will fear the Lord God again, as they feared him there. Somebody better say amen. amen. Somebody better say hallelujah. hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something, folks. We're on our way. Like I said, you're not going to. Use, I don't care what bookstore, where in the world you try to go to, you're not going to find this on the shelves. This is end time. This is prophetic. It is revelation knowledge that it's time that it comes to the forefront. And you're just lucky enough. No, luck has nothing to do with it. You are called, and you came. And for those of you uh, that didn't come for their excuses, what did they miss this weekend? can't redo the anointing. I'm sorry. I'll, I can preach this message all over the world, and the anointing, if I did again next weekend, would never do what it's doing here. Why? Because you are the first fruits and the remnant that God has brought out. You better thank God that, that you're who you are. 
You better, you, you better start thanking God. You better get away from this thing of, thing of, well, I don't know. Grow up. It's time to know. Make a choice. Roll the dice, as they say in this world. No, don't roll the dice. If it's in your heart, you get in. If you may not like the way I bring things out and the way I do things, get over it. You'll never find a prophet on the face of this earth like this prophet. I'll guarantee you won't. I am commissioned by God. This isn't my choosing. If I'd have chosen, I'd still be in the third world where I am loved. I had more people taken, but bless God, I had more ushers than in this room in my meetings in, in, in the third world. There's times I had 500 ushers. 500. Have to get with them and pray with them and instruct them. Of course, people walked three and four days and slept next to the road and carried their sick on litters to come to the meetings. They won't walk across the street here in Fairfield. I don't think there's anybody in this room from Fairfield, Illinois. There are. Don't jump up and shout too loud. They may hear you and take you out and stone you. But it seems like that uh, the prophets were never what? They were never considered to be prophets in their own land. Never were. Still the same today. But you see, it doesn't matter because, you see, I have a commission. An angel of God came and commissioned me. He told me that you would come. I said out in that room out there, and I, I, I know I use different numbers because I don't remember. There was about 8, 10, 12 people in that room because we were holding synagogue on, and, and on, on Sabbath. The doors we closed here because we couldn't afford to, to, to heat this big room, so we just did that one. And I told him, I said, listen, saith the mouth of God, people will come from all over, all over, and fill this room up. They'll come to sit at the feet of this prophet. They looked at me, I looked at them, we all wanted to laugh, but we didn't dare. Here you are today. Signs. Signs. And there's many signs that lead, that God gave me, that lead us here this day. You need to consider yourself most fortunate. That you succumb to the call. Not that we're better than anybody else. No, no. I got news for you. We have got one whale of a job to do. We have got to bring you to the place where, bless God, that you can work these works so we can have the rest of these millions of people come around. We couldn't handle 5,000 people in, uh, in one room right now. We don't have the ministry. You're not ready. Who am I waiting on? Are you looking? I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you to get rid of your dirty diapers, to put on some real what pants or whatever. Bless God to throw your bottles away and start doing what? Partaking of real meat. Getting away from all this stuff that, that bless God, these doctrines of baptism. Okay? Let's get on to the deeper things of God together here. Because you have a prophet that can take you to those deeper places. But you see, I can't take you unless you're willing to what? Willing to go. But I'm going to give you a good report by the Spirit of God. We got more here that's going to go on with this thing that's even receiving of this message this weekend than not. It tickles me. I don't know about you. <laughs> There's a few knotheads here, a very few. The rest of you know that you are the remnant. You're chosen of God. There's not just exactly a world full of the remnant. The church always thought it was them, but I'm sorry, church. It's not. It's Ephraim. It's the Ephraimites. Okay. Well, praise God. Let me let me give a couple more scriptures here, and let's see if we can't uh, let you uh, lay down and take a nap here pretty shortly, all right? Let's go to the book of Psalms, okay? And we're going, we're going to do Psalms, the second chapter, one short verse, number 11. Psalms 2.11. Glory be to God. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoicing with Trembling. 
uh-oh, now wait a minute. The church said that we were not to have this fear and trembling thing of God, just to reverence him. Well, what are you going to do about this? Oh, I know. That's the Old Testament. And remember now that that faded away. That's gone. Yea, all things became new when Jesus came. Then why aren't you and the rest of the church raising the dead? Come on. Why are not the blessings of God looking, uh, hunting you down and finding you no matter where you're at? They're not. As I said this morning, folks, something has gone awry. Somebody has lied to somebody here, or something would be happening in these church services that aren't happening. It's called the power of God's anointing. And again, we can sit and argue. We can sit and debate. We can start, sit and make excuses. No, no faith out here. huh? Or bless God again. We can come to the realization we got duped. How does it feel to you that know that you've been duped? It sort of aggravates you, doesn't it? Yeah, I remember. It, it aggravated me. It downright just aggravated me no end. When I found out that, bless God, the church, uh, the, the leaders of the church did, couldn't even muster up enough whatever that was to go find out why there was ever a Sunday Sabbath that started. And that's where this thing started with me. They didn't even know. They didn't even care. Oh, well, we've always done it. That doesn't make it right, does it? Mm-mm, no, no. One Sabbath, one God. One Sabbath. One God. Well, now, uh, now, 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 you know, Prophet Deckard, if we keep, you can keep Sabbath on any day, and God will honor it. No, he won't. No, he won't. The seventh day. Well, now, the seventh day then may be different than the seventh day now. No, count the calendar. We have seven days. It is the, it is the seventh day. It's not the first day, which is Sunday. First day is Sunday. First day of the week is Sunday. Now, brothers and sisters, there's two kind of people in this world. There's, bless God, people that get naked and run around their yard and doo-doo in their own grass. Then there's the kind of people that do the same thing and come over in my yard. Now, when they come over in my yard, I've got to deal with it. I got that off of Hoosiers. Okay. <laughs> oh, did I like that? Okay. But the but but the fact of it is, you have to deal with it. It's got to be dealt with. It just can't be. Oh well. Oh well isn't the answer. Oh well isn't producing the power of God's anointing in any of these these church services. Oh, the crowds get bigger. The people get more exciting, and excited. Okay. But other than somebody falling down on the floor, come on, come on. That's just about all that it ever amounts to, isn't it? Now, uh, by the way, tonight's service, we're all going to get upstairs because all of our air conditioning is somewhere up there, okay? <laughs> going to be a little crowded, and anybody that misses one of them think going to stick a leg down through the ceiling. But uh, it may be the first part and whatever of Ephraimite going up a little bit. We didn't get all the way up to heaven. We just got a little bit above the sanctuary, okay? Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer request. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.